All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Monday. Wait, it's not, it's not Monday. Because someone decided to get sick. Well, I wasn't feeling very well. Here, let me finish it. Happy Tuesday, everybody, right? Happy Tuesday. Fuck you. See you next Tuesday. Hopefully you had to not. ruin my joke. Oh, I know. But welcome, everybody. Who invited um, this guy? <laughs> Uh, it's another week here at uh, Mom's Basement Games. We're we're coming to you live on uh, on Twitch, and we also will uh, will be here on SoundCloud for you too, um, as usual. Yeah. So uh, this week we want to talk a little bit about what's been going on in, on the legacy scene. That was uh, basically anything that was going on um, magic wise last week. Yeah, we just had. Uh... <clears throat> We had the GP this past weekend, the weekend before that we had the SCG, so we finally had a couple, you know, actual big paper tournaments to look at results and get an analysis from. Yeah, and something that we we even went over some Legacy last week, but uh, we're going to go a little more in-depth this week, so if you guys are, if you're a big fan of the Legacy scene or you enjoy playing, um, hang out and uh, listen to us uh, blab about it. Yeah. So, uh... While Josh gets himself a drink, I'm going to go ahead and start our fun fact for the week. Which, uh, our fun fact is probably about as old as Josh's drink. (laughs) Uh, Our fun fact is about 5th edition. Which is the fact that it is the largest set ever in Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. At 449 cards. Which includes 132 rares, 132 uncommons... 165 commons and 20 lands. Nice. That is a monstrous set, man. I like even when you even just looking at the numbers, that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. 132 rares. So, if you so back then if you were cha- like if you were a, a pack cracker even back then, you didn't want this set. No. You'd be beating your head against the wall trying to get I, I mean, I don't even know what was rare in this set. Let's, uh, what's a what's a really good rare in this set? Let's take a oh, look. Was that a Necropotence? Oh. Whoops. We just exploded, exploded the, the internet. internet. <laughs> Woo! We broke the internet. You did it, Richie. Well, you know, that's what happens when you do stuff live. Things don't work. All right, so look, scroll down a little bit. There's a couple cards right there. We got Armageddon. We got Juctopos, because that card is really sick. I don't know what that card does. I don't really care. Uh, we got Necropotence. Uh, is that Pillage? No, that's not Pillage. Oh, no, that's Earthquake. That's 5th edition Earthquake, and I don't know what the fuck that next one is, but anyway, so um, now we can see our favorite game if we have any 5th uh, edition cards in stock, right? So let's check. Oh, you're just going to straight 5th edition. I don't think that's right. So type in Necropotence. Let's see. Hold on. Fifth edition. It pops something up. Booster box, booster pack. Yeah, there's no way we yeah, have there's no way. booster boxes in. <laughs> I've never seen a booster box. I want to now, though. Yeah. All right, so I bet you that we have... Check, check Necropotence. I am. Calm your titties. Necro impotence. Um, I'm willing to bet we don't have one of those in stock. But I bet you we have some, like, turd rares like Earthquake. I don't know. Fifth edition Earthquake is kind of random, too. That's a weird one. 
Necropotence right here. Bam. Nope. Nothing. Earthquake. Let's see it. What do you think, Richard? Oh, I put Earthquake. Earthquake? No wonder why we didn't get anything. <laughs> we Earthquacking it? Yeah. Kai Buddha. All right, so we got 99. Revised. Fourth. Fifth we edition. Fifth edition. Yes. We did it. We did it. Man, now, now I wish we could just like. We have one in stock. If I just click the. Aha! Oh, wow. And that shows you all of our fifth edition cards yeah. in stock? Yeah. That's so neat. We got Carplusion Forest, Hercules Recall, Bad Moon, Shatterstorm, Library of Lang. Library of Lang was in that? Gob. Uh, all right, that's going to take too long. Yeah. We got Forest. <laughs> we got number 420 of Forest. Smoke them if you got them. All right, cool. So, yeah, hey, guys, we do. Uh, we do have stuff at... Uh, Tog. So if you go to momsbasementgames.tcgplayerpro.com, you can find uh, some of your 5th edition cards that you need. Like I think Earthquake. you mean com. <laughs> you had to say it? Yeah. Good. I like you can't that. steal my thunder, Josh. I'm sorry. I finally stole it this week. All right, so, <clears throat> Richie, tell us what you did this past weekend, man. Uh, played in an MCQ. Really? And then went to celebrate Gavin's mom's... I'm Aaron now. I see that. Gavin's mom graduating college. Very nice. So, MCQ was fun. Didn't do that well, but it was whatever uh, our local Matt Stafford did, though. Mm -hmm. uh, he took the whole thing down, so congrats, Matt. Look yes. forward to, Congratulations, look forward to seeing you at the last MC. Yep. Um, so, what did you play this weekend? I played Mono Red Prowess. Okay. Uh, I felt like I had one. I cut a. I went down to nine one drop prowess creatures recently, and I think that was probably a mistake. I think it definitely needs to be ten. Okay. So, trimmed a spell, put a tenth one back in. We'll see how the deck keeps feeling. Deck's a lot of fun though. Yeah, I, I don't know um, how. I mean, how do you how do you think the deck feels now that you've lost looting? Does it feel? Well, different? I never actually played looting in the deck. You didn't play that version. Mm -mm. Okay. You just nope. play the Mana Morphos. What are your cantrips in that list? Uh, Morphos, Crash Through, Light Up the Stage. Okay. Uh, and then you have, like, Bedlam Reveler for your, like, gassing back. You have Seasoned Pyromancer. Okay. Uh, you get to play, like, more one-drops and be a little more aggressive. Mm -hmm. You also get to play, like, uh, Mutagenic Growth, which can get you a lot of outplay potential. Yeah, that card real good. Yeah. Good. So, um, did anybody else in the area um, top eight that you, you know, felt like they, sh they should have top eighted? Uh, I know Brian Carey top eighted with Burn. He's okay. been on that deck for a, a, about a month now, I think. Okay, cool. Uh, and then there was a couple other people. An Affinity player who beat me. Uh, his name escapes me. He's part of uh, Team Swish. I know you've probably seen them around. Mm. They go to a lot of, like, uh, the local tournaments. Okay. Uh he top aided. He was a really good player. He's oh, always on. Yeah, they're um, they're they're from the west side, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, he area. always plays like either robots or uh, teamer decks. Okay, cool. Robots. I love that you call it robots. I haven't heard that in a while. I don't uh, even think you said that earlier. No, I, I don't think I did. And then there was a couple other people whose names are escaping me right now, but it was actually a pretty good pretty good representing for a top eight. Yeah, good. That's good. 
Um, yeah, so this weekend I kind of just, you know, went to that wedding, tried to sneak in some dick pics on uh, on the signature board. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I slow danced with the wife, and then after the wedding I took her to uh, this little, this little shithole bar that's in Canton, Michigan. It's called The Crow's Nest. And every single Saturday they have... Um, they have karaoke, so I uh, I took her there and slow danced a little bit more. And did you sing your little heart out? I did, I did. I sang all my favorites, and then we bounced out and went home and went to bed. And then I went downtown Detroit and did that river walk on Sunday. Yeah, the pictures looked good from that. Yeah, uh, it was really cool. Um, and we we so we rented some scooters and we got on those little lime scooters, mm-hmm. cruised down the river walk. Um, and then we went and played some poker for a little while and, uh, went to, went and got some sushi. Nice. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think I got kind of sick from it. Ooh. Maybe. Is that why you were out yesterday? I don't, you think? I don't know. I don't, I think it was a combination of lack of sleep and, um, bad food, something. I don't know. Could but be. Yeah. So now, you mentioned karaoke. What's your favorite song to karaoke to? My favorite song <coughs> to karaoke to is... Uh, House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. It's not bad. I like to scream, but in a good way. I don't make, you know, I don't blow the eardrums out. You know, when people get up there and they're like, yeah, they're screaming and you're like, God damn it, I wish this guy would stop. <laughs> no, that's not me. The The panties get a little moist and mm. so, yeah. You mean yours. Mine. You yourself. <laughs> Mine, yes. I, I'm so <laughs> nervous when I go up there, I pee a little. All so. right. <laughs> But yeah, that was my weekend. Um, but I, I am actually excited. Um, there's some there's some events coming up. There's I know you talked about indie. Yeah, I've been um, uh, I've been trying to talk Josh to get out of his retirement. Yeah, I know we had we had this conversation at lunch today about me playing some more competitive magic here and there, and I just got to find the excuse to to get to places that are close enough. You know, driving driving eight hours for me to play competitive magic is just not a good use of my time anymore. You know, I'd rather be I think doing old people shit on the weekends than driving eight hours to play magic to get beat up on. Sounds like you're scared. I'm, you know, I'm a little scared, but I mean, I think if I could drive four hours and go to India in a couple weeks, um, and play in the modern event, I think I'll be, I think I'll be happy with that. So better see your name in that top eight list. You know, I mean, I don't know how well I'm going to do, but I'm going to try. I mean, look, if all these young guys can show up with burn and you know, top eight. Yeah, well, um, that's what I'm actually excited to talk about for uh, for Magic Fest Atlanta. So click on that bad boy, because the fourth, what was it? Fourth place? Ad nauseum. Sure, 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 sure. But burn took fourth, right? Uh, I know, I know, it was in the top eight. You passed it. It was number four. Oop. Trust me, I remember this. When I see, and you're gonna play this exact list on stream, right? Um, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind playing this list. I just, I can't get on board, um, with the ley line of the voids in the sideboard. I just can't do it because I've played them. I played them for like, I don't know, four or five, six months, something like that. I played them in the sideboard, and when I got them, I loved them. I'm like, fuck yeah, ley line, you're done, game's over. Mm-hmm. But when I top deck them, when I'm like mold a six, you know, and back then it was scry. He scryed a card, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, cool, don't need that one. You put it on the bottom, and then your your first draw of the game is leyline of the void. You're just like, 
this is no good, you know. But at that point, when you do play um, uh, Tormod's Crypt, it never feels bad mm-hmm. to draw a Tormod's Crypt, you know. Never feels bad to draw a Tormod's Crypt. So I, I, di- I really disagree with having the ley lines in the sideboard. And, I mean, this guy, Ben Stetcher, he took, I believe he took fourth place with his list. And I'll, I'll read his list out That's loud. That's what his number says, so. Yeah, uh, I'll read his list out loud for you guys. So, um, the only thing really different from my list uh, versus this list is there's no, it's a fetchless list. Um, it's got 20 mountains in it. Now, I had um, I had the Grim Lava Mancers in there. I also had Beaumont Couriers in there, so that that helps for the thinning, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't play those cards anymore because of Run and Six, um, because Run and Six is basically taken over. Um, so before we had, when um, Monastery Swiss Spear had first come out, uh, you it was an auto-include and burn back in, uh, during Cons of Tarkir. Mm-hmm. And then people started to find that, well, I don't know, Swift Spear's not that great. And, and she wasn't. She wasn't that great. Um, because most of the time you just want more spells. Mm-hmm. And so when you're, you know, when you're top decking late in the game, uh, a one, two, you kind of want to be top decking a card that's going to say, I do three damage to you. Um, so like that's, Delver of Secrets. <laughs> yeah. Just like Delver of Secrets. Um, but yeah, that's, that was kind of the thought behind Swift Spear and that's why the Swift Spears got cut. Uh, and a lot of people went to that card that, uh, does four damage. Flame Rift. Flame Rift. And that card is... <clears throat> real bad um but patrick sullivan cover your ears yeah don't listen um at basic mountain don't you listen to that um but yeah so i i really like this guy's list um except for i would i would change a few things it's 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 pretty similar to the one i run so it's four eidolons four goblin guide four swift spear four chain lightning four exquisite firecraft uh four fire blast four lava spike four lightning bolt four price of progress and four rift bolt right so those are your staples, and then you have the 20 mountains. Now, um, right now I'm running um, two exquisite firecrafts in the main and two in the sideboard. And that is something that I keep talking about every week that I just feel need to be a, f- a four of. Uh, I did see, and I talked about this uh, previous, was um, I-, I see lists online that have five owed, which there's not a lot. Um, but that. Wow. Burn doesn't post many results. <laughs> yep, here we go. Who'd have thought? Here we go. Um, so I, I really like the four exquisite firecrafts in the main, uh, but it, it, there's a lot of matchups where it's just awkward, right? So I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of like um, I'm 70-30 right now that it should be four of, but then again, that 30% lately has just been like I haven't had matchups where I'm just like, oh, I need me an exquisite firecraft to win here. It's been like... Oh, Obviously, Ben Stetcher had. Oh, absolutely, because he... Had, <clears throat> that's the thing about about um, going to a GP, right? If you can get out of the the uh, O2 bracket and you're not in the slide and you're not playing against these uh, awkward, weird, not-so-great decks, um, you know, like playing against the Pox players and uh, playing against the mono, the mono Black Pox players or... You're playing against uh, the guys that show up in dinosaur suits, you know, um, playing um, Mono Red Prison. Um, and then what are some of the other decks? Um, uh, what's the deck that has one land in it, one tag in it? Uh, Belcher. Belcher. Yeah. You know, when you're in the slide playing against all the Belcher guys, 
there was you just, a you just there's a Mailer's Dredge deck that like posted a result around here. Yeah, it was uh, ninth place. Yeah, yeah. They just missed on Breaker, so um, very very. How cool hot stuff. do you think this guy had? Oh wait, no, this has lands in it. Oh, this is not the Manalus Dredge version. No, this is just Dredge. Okay, there's a Manalus Dredge. I swear. I'm sure there is. So um, keep talking. I'm gonna yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, well, I was I was gonna go over the sideboard, uh, in the in the burn deck, but all right. Well, um, so do it off memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, uh, where was I? I lost my train of thought, Richard. Uh-huh. Started talking about Manalus Dredge. Um, but yeah. The oh, I know where I was at. The deck, the deck itself, uh, kind of, you know, if you don't get into those those really bad matchups, the deck is very good right now, in those um, those defined um, play styles of Delver, uh, Renin six piles, um, your slowish land decks, um, you know, anything anything team or Delver, any uh, any type of Delver, any blue deck. Your red blue uh, deck, the red blue Delver is a little closer because they can just burn you out. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I do find that those matchups, your deck really shines. So if you're playing against those decks all day, well then, what do you think is going to happen? Probably going to win, and you're going to have a lot of success just like Ben did. And I, I like his side, some of his sideboard options. Um, Alpine Moon was a two of. And a one of of dead gone, and so that's that uh, you can deal with. You at least have a few outs to deal with the turbo depths because the depths match up. Any depths match up really, even the slowest one, which is just lands, which is not popular anymore, um, is it's pretty bad matchup, right? Even if you have price of progress, they're gonna probably kill you on three. They're gonna make a twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Just on, they're just unimpeded, and mm-hmm. there, there's nothing you can do about that. So. Um, I I had the ensnaring bridges in the sideboard, but usually it's too slow. Yeah. So I like the fact that that they're using dead gone or they're using uh, Alpine Moon as a one. You know, it's a one of. Or well, Alpine Moon. It's a one drop. Of. Yeah, it's a two of in the sideboard. It's a one drop, and it's just a it's just an enchantment that says put this into play. I call Thespian Stage. It's a red pithing needle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's basically what it is. Basically. Basically. Now I, I don't know if if pithing needles just better in this spot, um, because maybe across the board, maybe that's something that he thought about later on to say, okay, well with pithing needle, I can call, I don't know, maybe he can call batter skull or he can call sword of fire and ice or stoneforge mystic. Yeah, stoneforge mystic or something like that. Mother you know? of runes. Yeah, mother of runes. So there's. I, I, I'm not 100% sure that this is the right call. I think maybe just playing Pithing Needle in this spot is just better. Um, and, and it's it's the same to get rid of it. So the cards that they're going to bring in to get rid of this card, uh, like the Astrophy, the Abrupt Decays, mm-hmm. they're going to hit both your Alpine Moon and your Pithing Needle. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Pithing Needle probably is just the better, the better call on the sideboard, to be honest, against that deck, because... You can also you can bring it in and, and just call Grizzlebrand, you know. Then they can't they can't draw seven cards. Yeah, um, and that's just something I've <clears throat> never really thought about as like a practical application for. Um, but this guy did really well. He went deep, and it kind of it opens your eyes, and that's what's really beautiful about seeing uh, people go deep um, with a deck that you play and that you love, because then you can see like, oh, okay, this is why he brought this. 
uh, and in what matchups and what matchups does this help against, and is it the right card? So I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna actually try some Pithing Needles over the Alpine Moons, um, and see if I like that better than my Ensnaring Bridges this next week when I play. So, All right. so I did learn some stuff from Ben. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that. All right. All right, Anything so else you want to talk about? With no, burn? man. I'll, I'll let you go. I'm, you know, running my suck hole about burn every week. So yeah, I got to. So uh, yeah, first place was ad nauseum tendrils. Uh, Cyrus, someone who we 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 don't personally know, but yes, uh, we know through the intro net. Now, yeah, this is really cool. I got a good story about Cyrus, and then I'll let you keep going. Um, I actually, um, when we first started uh, get ramping up on the content online. On the- um, on the on, on the Twitter sphere, yeah, on the Twitter sphere, um, we got first we got the you know the YouTube going. We started posting all of our videos each week, and uh, we were putting up videos um, with our um, dinosaurs that I was doing because I was trying to get a little bit of attention playing a, a deck that's outside the box, and you know get it help uh, make the Twitter grow. So I played against Cyrus, and he's the biggest storm player online, and I ended up beating him. And so he tweeted out like, um, well, today was crazy. It was something like today, today was crazy. Um, I, you know, legacy can be the wild west. Sometimes I even managed to lose to dinosaurs today. Mm -hmm. And so there was a fuck ton of response from it. People were like, holy shit, who the hell is playing dinosaurs? And how did you lose to it? Because like storm shouldn't lose to dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Like what is, what's going on here? And so. Um, he tweeted out about it, and then I retweeted back, and uh, so we gained quite a few followers from that, and that was really cool. But uh, and I've been following him for, um, you know, since then, which has been probably about six, eight months, and he's a really accomplished player, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and for to see him win a GP, it's really cool. Um, his name is Cyrus Corman Gill. Um, so if you guys, you know, find him on Twitter, he also plays a lot of modern. He's pretty, you, you said you've played against him in modern. No, I played against him in legacy. Oh, in legacy. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about that. I want to yeah. hear about that. Uh, so it was at the Philly classic, mm-hmm. uh, and he was just a super enjoyable guy, uh, beat the snot out of me. Okay. And you know, but we got to bullshit about magic the whole time and about how it is to like, you know, make content and that's cool. He was just a genuine person, which cool. was great. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see him, to know somebody like you know on uh, their personality online, and then to get him to get to meet them in, in person, and um, and then see them go on to um, win a GP is really cool because um, you know it's just it's nice to see good people win. So I'm excited for this guy. Yeah, congrats again, man. Uh, so yeah, moving down second place, we got Teamer Delver. Uh, which is the deck I, I've really been enjoying in Legacy. Uh, my list is a little different. Again, I uh, I haven't been sold on the Hex Drinkers, but I know Aaron and a lot of people have been trying to get me to try them again, so I'm willing to give Hex Drinker another try in the future. Okay. What do you... Uh... What do you think the downside to this card is? I know we... I think we talked about it. Do we touch it on it last week? It so easily. Okay. So you just think that it's... Uh, it... Again, I think what I said about the card um, was it's a nimble mongoose with an upside. And But the way that I think you're looking at it is I think you feel like it's a nimble mongoose with a downside. Right? I do. Okay, so that's that's really neat. Um, I mean, it does. It takes, what, 
three three mana. Yeah, it takes three mana to level this thing up to make it have protection from instants, and that this thing was really good when I played against it. It was tough to beat. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I won that matchup. I'd have to roll the tapes back. But I mean, if you just had a lightning bolt, though, they time walk themselves basically. Uh, sure, um, but you know, there's not always times where you can kill this thing. You know, I mean, you, sure. You might have lava spikes, or you might, you know, have price of progress fire blast in your hand, and you can't. You just like don't have access to kill it at that time. Yeah, I mean, but like that can be said about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm not saying that this card's amazing. like a Dover that's not killed can probably win the game too. Yeah. No, I don't. I 100 don't think Hex Drinker. Um, as a card in Legacy is amazing. I'm not sure its potential in in Modern yet because there hasn't been a whole lot of use of this card. Um, but it is showing up as a two of or a one of. I saw. I think I I went down to like maybe the thirtieth list and I was looking at all the uh, the Rug Delver lists and this guy was showing up as a two of or a one of. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what people have been playing online. And you get a lot of your a lot of your decks that you're going to see at the GP are going to be the decks that you're going to see from online because there's no data, really, for Legacy except for online. Yeah. Um, and that's where people are getting all their deck lists from because they're seeing, like, okay, this deck 5-0'd, 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 and they're like, well, I'm, I'm, that's the same list I'm going to play. And you don't get a whole lot of paper results anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, you know, that's why you're going to see the Hex Shrinker right now because, again, we don't know if it's right and we don't know if it's wrong because it's new. But... The fla- that's why stuff can be the flavor of the month. Mm, exactly. Uh, third, we have... Uh, this is the more traditional slowed-ups. Shin. Got your Tomazawa. I had to say it. God, I hate you. <laughs> You're going to get us kicked off the internet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like your traditional slowed-ups, you know? Your Dark Confidants, your Reclaimers, your Mox Diamonds, so... Pretty pretty standard list here, I think. Go up a little bit for a second. Uh, do you know? Do you, do you see a lot of people playing that card? Depends on how much bridge you expect. Yeah. So it's been like in the sideboard on and out for a while. Yeah. So there's a card called Right of Consumption. Now, I think this is the neatest card, and it's like what Richie said. If you're if you think your opponents are going to be bringing Snaring Bridge in, well, it's going to be very difficult if you don't have uh, if you don't you know blow it up with like a um, a force of vigor or an assassin's trophy then you, you're just going to get stuck and they're going to beat you but right of consumption says um, it's a black colorless card and it's a sorcery from Shadowmoor yeah. um, it says as an additional cost to uh, play right of uh, consumption sack a creature and it deals damage equal to the sacrifice creature's power to target player and then you gain that much life so this is really cool. It's just a black fling. Yeah. And uh, when I was going through all the lists, that was the probably the neatest thing that I saw in all the sideboards uh, was Rite of Consumption. I don't think I've seen it before. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty common among Adepts players. Cool. Like technology. Cool. Yeah. Uh, then we got our burn in fourth place. Hell yeah, about. baby. Uh, Colin Woo. on this is the uh, the Just Guy Mentor deck, which I'm not sure. Who, where this deck actually came from, uh, but I know Zach Allen was a big person to start playing a lot of this deck. Uh, it's basically just like your Miracles, but uh, Terminus isn't in a great spot right now, so instead you just play more spells to trigger your Monastery Mentor. Yeah, and you play things like 
um, more you play two of Council's Judgment in the side or in the main. Uh, you play a Magmatic Sinkhole, and um, you play you play like an extra Jace. There's a four, there's a third copy of Jace the Mind Sculptor in there, mm-hmm. and which that's not always something that you see. Um, and then you've got the red. Really, the red splash is is basically for the sideboard. Yeah, it's um, just for like pyroblast yeah. and red elemental blast. Yeah, you need pyroblast or red elemental, and then um, you can also splash that wear tear, so you can you can get that uh, that extra in if you want to go ahead and fuse that card. So, mm-hmm. uh, but this this list is it's it's not that it's it's so new. It's just uh, I think it's an uh, an amalgamation, right, of two decks which is the old um american delver list damn it i said american i was like trying not to say it the old jess guy um delver list and uh the miracles list and it's like it had a baby Mm. that's kind of how i feel about this deck yeah kind of because they still Uh, you still have snapcaster mage in there Snapcaster doesn't didn't see a lot of play in the jess guy delver decks that i remember no i think it was i think it was a two of at the time mm-hmm. um but you know you got your spell snares you got your spell pierces in the main so um and then of course you get your two extra force of wills in force of negation now yeah so um yeah the deck looks really good yeah it's really sweet uh sixth is jarvis you uh, also on teamer delver uh he has a one of arcanus in the deck which is different than uh what the one that got second place did but Otherwise, the deck list is pretty similar for the most part. Seventh place is what a lot of people have been referring to as medium depths. It's basically like a hybrid between the slow depths and the turbo depths, where you see he has Lotus Petal instead of the Mox Diamonds. He has a couple less Dark Confidants, plays some Pithy Needles in the main, and some Sylvan Scryings, and is just more in on the combo, but not as all in as a deck like Turbo Dups is. Mm-hmm. Now, um, tell people about, I think there's some people that, you know, even myself, uh, I'd like to hear about Elvish Reclaimer. Yeah. Uh, because this is an M20 card, and it's new, and I think people aren't, people that either have been playing Legacy for a long time, they're just now seeing this card pop up in slow depths. It's even in Turbo, correct? It's in all of them. Yeah, it's in all of them, because this card's just so good. Um, so read this card and then tell us what you think about this card, Richie. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone knows we think this card's great. We had it on our top ten. Yep. Uh, Reclaimer is one green for a one-two. It gets plus two, plus two, as long as there are three or more land cards in your graveyard. And for two mana tap, you can sack a land and search your library for a land, put it on the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. So It's just another tutor. Yeah. Basically, it gave, it gave depths um, more... More reach, consistency. More I wouldn't consistency. say reach. Okay, yeah, I guess reach would be the wrong word. I think consistency. Yeah, you're right, because then now it just says, "Hey, I have a tutor on a stick." Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it's a three-three, right? But you're never. I don't. You're well, not be never. A three-four. A three-four. Sorry, um, you're most likely you're not going to beat people down with this, but you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like their true name. You know, it's more like a Dover. Sure. Delver, yeah, just three power. I was just thinking three power, but yeah. So I don't know. I think this card's. I think it's interesting that they printed a card like this and it just slotted right into Legacy so well. Um, and I wonder if R and D had maybe thought about that when they. When no, they they, they don't card. test for Legacy. 
Sure, but I mean, maybe it was like a thought. Um, <clears throat> you never know. There could be some people there that actually enjoy playing Legacy and maybe try to sneak things in. I don't think so. I don't think they would have printed True Name if they cared about Legacy. Yeah, I don't know. Never know. And then eighth place is Tariq Partel, whose name sounds familiar if you listen to last week's podcast, as he top aided the Open with this same exact list, the uh, Sultai Hogak list. So he's on fire. Yeah, he's a really good player. He's came up with a really unique deck that not many people... I don't know if they haven't caught on to yet, but uh, it's also just really good. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's your standard Hogak list. Again, well, like we talked about the last The standard week. list was the, like, red-black before this. Yeah, but, I mean, there's Hedron Crab in there. Yeah. Because I think the issue with the with playing Hedron Crab in Modern... Um, I think it was just the mana base, right? Well, even at the near the end of Hogak's life in Modern, people were playing a Hedron Crab. Yeah, they just found out it was that good. Okay, like it. It's just like it's a better Stitcher supplier because it's a Stitcher. It is a Stitcher supplier that sticks around after a fetch land. Yeah, so it just nets you so many cards in the yard. Yeah, it just gives you that extra that you need to get Hogak going and get him out of the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really like the fact that uh, you get to play Careful Study in this deck. I talked about that last week. Uh, you have access to Careful Study. Um, I wish this was Faith of Looting, but I understand, like, the mana's already pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to play the Hedron Crab, uh, you might as well play the Careful Study because you're basically, you're doing almost the same thing. Almost. I said almost. Yeah. <laughs> Faith is living literally careful study just with flashback. I know. So it's like, it's just a strictly better careful I, I know, study. I know. I know. That's why I wasn't saying, oh, it's just as good. Because it's not. Because Faithless Looting is, that's, you know, that's why they had to ban it in Modern. The card's just retarded. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the top eight. Um, and if you guys want to watch uh, Tariq Patel's list get played um, by. Aaron's played it a couple weeks yeah, now. Yeah, Aaron. Think. Um, Aaron has played it on our YouTube, so if you guys go to Mom's Basement Games YouTube, uh, you guys can check that out. Um, he also played it today, and he might even play it next week. The deck's really hot. There's a lot of talk about it, even on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of talk about it. Uh, people are just excited to see Hogak go really deep in a Legacy GP um, because it was kind of like that thing where it was like, well, can it? Can mm-hmm. it? And then it was like, yep, it sure can. And Tariq Patel's, uh, like you said, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, I've actually never heard of him, but uh, I believe you because you know a lot of these, a lot of these grinders, uh, and whereas I don't, so that's why it's it's good to have your knowledge. Yeah, like this his results list. Yeah, he's got how many? Like 20, 20 uh, Probably a lot of visit Phoenix top, results. At least top forties. Yeah. So yeah, he's a he is definitely a good player. So that's uh, that's cool to see him take a deck that people weren't sure about. And uh, take it to a top eight. So, mm-hmm. all right. So we're uh, we're now going to transition here a little bit. Uh, we're going to move over to uh, the SCG circuit, um, and we're also still going to talk about legacy. Like I said, this basically the whole podcast here is going to be about legacy. Um, so we will we'll give you the top eight, um, and I think this is something um, that I, I'm going to say. And Richie doesn't. I don't know. You don't really agree with me, right? So. I think uh, I think legacy is is pretty narrow. 
See, I think it's not. And so, yeah, and so we're, we differ on this opinion. And, and maybe I just need, maybe I need some talking to. Um, maybe I need a little more information. But um, my, my thought on it is that when you say something's narrow, in my mind, uh, things are narrowed down to maybe 12-ish decks, right, um, that are really good. And, See, those are and the to decks. me, that's pretty diverse. Okay. Like to me, narrow is like standard, where it's like yeah, five th- decks. Yeah, and so I think I think maybe I think you and I have the same opinion. I think we're just uh, not conveying it correctly to each other. So um, I, I think maybe my my thought of narrow is when there's about twelve decks that you're always going to see. You're never going to see anything different. It, but when you do see it different, it's probably going to be in the slide, which that's what I talked about earlier. Is you're going to see those O two O three guys. They're going to be playing. You know, they're going to be playing Burn because usually Burn doesn't do well. But you can't even say that because Burn... I understand that, but I'm talking about... I mean, when's the last time Burn top ate at something? It's been a fucking while. It's been a hot minute. Um, you know, and that's just like saying uh, Burn, Legacy Fish. Um, uh, what was the deck that I talked about earlier uh, with the one land in it? Belcher. Belcher. Um, also, now decks like Death and Taxes are on the like huge decline. Uh, because of running six, that deck got pushed into um, what is now considered to probably be a, a tier two deck. Maybe even tier three, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and that's kind of like where I'm at with um, with Legacy right now is, I, I guess some people think that Narrow is just like two to three decks, right? Um, but I, I kind of look at Narrow a little bit, I think a little bit more broad than other people do. I think when there's about 12 decks, you kind of know like exactly what you're going to be playing against. Whereas I think I think modern is a little bit wider. Um, I think when you go into um, an MCQ or uh, like if it's something local, you go into MCQ or you go into a um, an SCG. For example, at this MCQ that I played at this weekend, mm-hmm. I faced two d- teamer decks in my first two rounds. And Teamer, what were in those decks? Uh, one was a Delver deck and one was a Snow deck. Okay. Now, Teamer Snows gained a little bit of popularity, but Teamer Delver has gained zero popularity. So, um, and you did beat that? Yeah. Okay, good for you. Hashtag you beat you, Josiah. <laughs> if you would have lost to it, then I would have. Josiah gave me a run-in. He's playing main deck Huntmaster of the Fouls. I know he is. He's... I think he, I think he fucking fought. Yeah, he did. He five would with that list no, online. No, you told me he five would with Niv Mizzet. He did, but he five would with that Huntmaster oh. list too. Well, fuck! Why can't we be as good as Josiah? Well, I, I don't know. Can't we get him to stream for us? Mm-mm. Is he too good for us? He is, man. I think he's too scared of the camera. Ah, fair. You know, there's a lot of people that are scared of this camera, but you and I, we're not one of them. Nah. So. Um, but yeah, All right, like, so enough Josiah bashing. Where were we? So I, I guess I'm just trying to explain the um, the thought process between the word narrow and magic. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that, you know, your tier two decks, you're going to see those in the 0203 brackets, right? People fighting back or they're 3-3. Three, three, you know, they started out 0-2 and, and then they won like four straight, you know, and they're 4-3 and three and they got a chance to top 64 because the event's so small. Mm-hmm. Um those are the type of decks that I'm talking about. And whereas, like, we're going to look at this top eight list here, and it's going to sound exactly, not exactly, but it's going to sound similar to the top 16 at the GP. 
you know, and then we're going to look at the we're going to look at the classic after this. Is this this is the open? Then we're going to yeah. look at the classic, and we're going to look and we're going to say the same goddamn decks over and over and over three times, right? So, um, see, I don't I say I don't think that that super happened here though. Well, like because this was eight different decks, for example. Correct. This is eight different decks for this open, but if we were to take a spreadsheet, okay. And take the top sixty-four from each one of these events. It's going to be, quote unquote, narrow. You're not going to see a lot of variation. There's not going to be a whole lot of outliers that did well. That's what I mean by that. So tell us about the top eight for uh, for the Star City Open. Yeah, so we went over these last week, but we'll go over them again. Uh, four color control, which is the four color snow deck. Uh, Storm, which was Ant, which won the. Uh, the GP. Yep. Uh, four color loam, which is basically just like, uh, just like a controlling lands deck almost. Yeah, it's like a it's like a value lands deck, right? So it it runs, which is really cool. One of Tarmogoyf, one of Scavenging Ooze, and you then your green sun zenith. No, no. This list actually doesn't have green sun. Yeah, interesting. and it's so it's like a pun. It's like a punishing. It's got three punishing fires, um, and it's got four dark confidants, four knight of the reliquaries. Three lilies, three run and six, and then you have um, the the value package in there for you can you have a Caracas, you got the tranquil thicket, um, a blast zone, yeah, a blast zone. So the, and Baron Moore. So there's things that you can um, you can go ahead and you know with your life from the loam you can pick up and you can value you can draw cards right yeah with your lands um, and. Uh, you can go and get that blast zone with your Knight of the Reliquary, or there should yeah. There's I was gonna say where the hell's the Bajuka Bog at? The Bajuka Bog's in the sideboard. Bajuka um, Bog. You know, and then you got a tireless tracker in the sideboard, which probably could honestly be in the main board. Ah, uh, uh, this it, that grinds and all. Yeah, if you wanted to, you know. But um, you know, you got that scavenging ooze, and you got that Tarmogoyf in the main, the one ofs, which is the one of Tarmogoyf. Eh, really. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm with it, you on that one. You know, and that's why I'm saying, like, I'd, I'd rather have that goddamn tireless tracker to net me value in the main board. You know, it's just a baby goif. You know, you got enough going on with the knight, and um, so why not just draw cards? You got uh, the punishing fires. I'd rather fires. see, like, some, like, Gaddictig is the main. Yeah, okay. I'm fine with that, too. I'm on board with just that. Just something to help with your bad matchups, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. this uh I think this deck is actually closer to, uh, uh, they, they probably just, like, group them. But this is actually close to a deck uh, that I've heard referred to as Sylvan Plug. Okay. Which, Explain uh, that. I've never heard that before, I don't so, think. So, Sylvan Plug, I, I faced it. That's how I know about it for the most part. Okay. It, it's a lot... It's basically, like, four-color loam, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more grindy. Okay. So, uh, I think that's more of what this probably was. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the fact that it has four Chalice of the Boys <clears throat> in the main. Yeah. Um, because Which you, that, that's actually a similar feature between both. Yeah, um, you know, because that card that card shuts a lot of decks down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you can just power that out with your Mox Diamond on turn one. Yeah. You know, you don't have to pitch a Spirit Guide like you do in Modern. Um, so it's it's uh, it's a pretty good... I really like this deck. I yeah. think that deck is good. I really like that deck for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fourth place is Is It Delver. Fifth place is Elves. Sixth place is that Jeskai Mentor deck in Zach Allen. Nice, nice. Uh, seventh place is Hogak, and eighth is Nihalone. Nice. So, uh, 
You can go Hi, ahead. Josiah. Fuck you. <laughs> so Josiah came by after we were just talking shit about him. Uh, um, but yeah, um, tell us about, click on that nylon deck. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see this. Yeah, so this was a this was an interesting deck that came from this tournament. Uh, it's basically like it's kind of like the four colored loam deck that we were talking about, uh-huh. but it does play like a one of dark depths and thespian stage, uh, and it's just it's pretty much just like your new land. Yeah, and this is what it, so this is what I thought the last the four colored loam deck was gonna be. <clears throat> um, I thought that there was gonna be at least a depths in there. Um, yeah, I figured the depths package would be in there, and it's not. No. They uh. So, why why do they, why do they uh? What's the difference? Like, what makes Nihilome? I mean, is is one of them significantly better, or do we just not have the data for it? I mean, I think that they're they're good against different things. Okay. So like this deck is, it's good against like trying to like pressure your opponent out. Mm-hmm. To where this deck is really good at grinding. Okay. That's what the dark confidants are for. You know, chalices are for. Uh, this deck will try to lock your opponent out when they're trying to combo you off. This deck's just gonna try to kill you. Okay. Uh, so it really like comes down to preference and almost kind of a meta call almost even. Okay. So same shit, different smell. <clears throat> but if you think that you're gonna be seeing. Um, different types of decks. Now, what are the type of decks that you think? Because like I don't, I don't even have any clue of what the Naya version would be better against than um, the the four color version. Yeah, I'm not super sure. I haven't played a lot of Legacy. Okay. But uh, like this one has a little bit more utility. Like it has the extra reclaimers. It has the Knight of Autumn. Yeah. Uh, it's a little deeper, and it's like Land's Tutor package. You get to play Swords to Plowshares okay. as opposed to Punishing Fire, so you can kill bigger things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be on that that super grind. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this deck can probably just turn it on a little bit faster. Yeah, but at, at the same time, this doesn't have Chalice of the Void, so you're more likely to get comboed out. Correct. So, okay. Cool. Looking good. I like that. And, of course, we see... Uh, like we talked about earlier, Tariq Patel's uh, Hogak list took seventh uh, in this this tournament. Um, we should have actually side by sided it and see if he changed anything. <laughs> I didn't even think to do that, um, but yeah, that's something uh, something we'll have to do in the future. Uh, so, what do you think about the open? Um, is, is there anything? Um, are you looking at Tariq Patel's right yeah. now? You're looking at a side by side list. You just couldn't help yourself, could you? Well, you're the one that brought it up. <laughs> uh, so he didn't have what did he the Reverend Silence. He okay, had... so he cut Reverend Silence for what? No, he force put Reverend Silence in. This oh, is GP. Oh, okay. He took out Assassin's Trophy. Okay, so he cut Assassin's Trophies for Reverend Silence. Uh, and he took out the Veil of Summers. Uh... For Thought Seizes? That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. He took out the Veil of Summers and for then Thought he, Seasons. He was playing two Surgicals, which he was he was playing here. Okay, cool. And then in, did he change anything in the main? Guess three. No, I don't think so. This is riveting podcasting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so his sideboard did change a little bit, which is cool. But, I mean, that's something that you're going to see. Uh, when you go from taking seventh place at an SCG, 
uh, and then going into uh, the following couple weeks, going into a GP, you're going to be like, okay, this card was great, um, and now I think I, I got enough data because that's what you're there for. You're, that's what you're at a SCG for. And like what I talked about is these decks that you're going to be playing against is going to be your online meta because that's what you have data from. Mm -hmm. um, you're you know you're not just gonna you can't play all these paper. It's not like modern where you can be like. I'm going to test this deck out, okay, uh, this sideboard's great, I played against this deck, this deck, you know, there's none of that, because there's only X amount of uh, legacy events each year on paper. Mm -hmm. So you really, really, really have to um, go by um, the online meta. So I think that helps. I got it. All uh, right, so take us, in, take us into the classic. Yeah, so the classic was the one exception where, like, you see a lot of Delver in the top eight. Uh, you see four-color control, and then you see Omni-Tel is all. So with this one, I do think it was somewhat more narrow. But I also I also think that the classic has to be taken with a grain of salt for the fact that, you know, it is what didn't day two the open. So with this, that, with this yes, you see a lot of Delver. But Delver also is going to be typically your more popular archetype. And I think the fact that we only see one Delver deck in the top eight of this, and then we only see two Delver decks in the top eight of the GP, really shows like, yes, Delver's good, but I think, I think this is more a coincidence than it is how the format actually is. A lot of Delver decks. But you said not in this one, right? Well, I think this is, like, more a coincidence than it is, like, actual results. Okay. Because, like, we don't see any Delver... We only see three Delver decks in the GP Top 8 in the Open combined compared to six in the Classic Top 8. But the Classic's also what didn't day two the Open. Gotcha. All right, cool. So, you want to take a look at the online meta? Uh, it's pretty, pretty similar. I think this mirror. Yeah, this is exactly what I was about to say. They're calling it miracles, even though this is the mentor deck. So this isn't actually miracles. Uh, it's kind of like how they group yeah. four color and team Redalver together. Yep. So miracle. It's that miracles list is just is the Jeskai version. It's just Jeskai Mentor. Yeah. Basically, like, that's what they could call it, but they just group it in. Mm -hmm. And so, so I think this is where, like I said, most people are getting their results from. They're going to MTG Goldfish, and they're like, okay, what what am I going to see? And then... Um, Surprised to see Black Red Reanimators drop so much from what, uh, yeah, what it not, was the last time we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I have not seen... Did we see any in the results? I didn't see any reanimator lists in no. any of the results. Uh, it is it is kind of one of those, uh, you know, you got to roll the dice decks. You got to get pretty lucky with. Yeah, it kind of feels, uh, it feels almost People like, have also been prepping for it a lot. Like, you've seen the crop rotation sideboards in the Team Redalver decks. Yeah, with Pachuca Bog and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Black Red Reanimator, it, it's pretty solid, you know, uh, because Chancellor's in it, but... Maybe it's just maybe it's just not good enough right now. And, and like I said, it's it's a good deck. It's just one of those decks you got to get extremely lucky with. Yeah, it's like uh, your prison decks. 
Yeah, prison decks or um, <laughs> what? What was the deck that we talked about earlier in modern? About uh, oh, uh, in modern goblin lore, hollow one. Yeah, it's kind of it's like a it's like legacy's version of hollow one, just mm-hmm. a, a lot better than that because you don't have to roll the dice so much. But um, yeah, it's kind of weird to still to still see these decks in um, the top meta. I, I just don't think we talked about that before is um, with the new Renin six and with the whole shakeup of legacy itself. It's almost like when, when they printed um, Innistrad block, you know, and you had Liliana, the veil and you had Delver of secrets. And so um, the landscape just completely changed at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's what Renin six is doing right now. It I is. think it's, it's completely changing uh, the landscape of legacy. And Renin so, six and also plague engineer. Plague Engineer is another big one. Yeah, Plague Engineer is doing it too. Um, And so we get to see kind of um, these decks. I think like right now, if we were to fast forward, I don't know, what, six months from now, you know, um, I I don't think we're going to see in the top top metagame breakdown, I don't think you're going to see Black Red Reanimator. I don't think you're going to see Death and Taxes. Um, I think you still will. Think so? Yeah. Okay. I don't think they'll fall off that much. Maybe D and T, but I don't think Black Red Reanimator will. Okay. I mean, it's possible they, you know, they could. We could get some of those players out there that are just really good and start spiking shit and doing well. Um, I even think that maybe, maybe Mono Red Prison. I know it's kind of fringy, but um, that that may start to take a back seat a little bit because it's a it's a grindier deck, and uh, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it lasting, um, being everlasting, I guess. It's pretty good into the team or Delver, so I think it will. Think it's okay? Yeah. What are some other decks that you see on here that you think might might start taking a little bit of a backseat in Legacy? Only really DMT, which it already has. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't particularly see the meta changing much, especially now that we have paper results for people to go off of. What about Elves? What do you, How do you feel about Elves? Um, I think Elves is... It's another one of those decks where you have to be extremely skilled. It's it's like what we talked about yeah. last week. The the guy that was very competent won. You yeah, know, he top aided with it. You have to be extremely confident in your deck. The one thing I actually see changing is I wouldn't be surprised to see Drudge going up. I know it actually won the MCQ. Uh, it almost top aided the GP as we were talking about, and I think it's a deck that people haven't really like opened up to enough since the Deathrite Shaman ban. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it does. I think it has a lot. I think Dredge has a long way to go. I think that it will pick up some steam both in Modern and Legacy. Um, the deck is just, I cannot beat that deck uh, with Burn. It's weird. It's, why, is, why is Burn still all the way down here? Hey, just it's because I haven't had it. I haven't been playing enough. All right. Ah. I'll start grinding some more some more leagues, you know, set two, three, and setting some. Uh, setting some stuff on fire, <laughs> setting some tickets on fire. <laughs> the tornado. Oh, shit. Thanks, baby. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I think Dredge is it's going to see a lot more play and, um, you know, stand by for that, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? You think you feel good? Did we talk about Legacy enough? It's been it's been almost an hour, and we, we're about to get into finance. Yeah, I think is we Is there anything else job. that you want to talk about? No, not really. Okay. I think we about covered it all. Good. All right, so, if you guys, uh, if you guys are interested in... Uh, and watching some uh, some decent legacy content, right? We got a bunch on the Mom's Basement Games um, YouTube Twitch. Channel. Yeah, well, we're on Twitch uh, a couple days a week. We're playing legacy now, uh, whether it be Richie or myself. 
Um, and Aaron is our legacy guy that plays every Monday. Um, so, well, um, no, he plays every Tuesday. Oh, he plays every Tuesday. Excuse me. Yeah, um, do you even work here? I, you know, I just work. This here. is a Wendy's. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm trying to move up to drive through. All right, I'm trying to move from the fryer all the way to drive through. Just better get me, your shit together. I'm trying. I'm trying. But uh, yeah, check that. Check some of our legacy content out. We we try to play the hottest deck. Um, and and or, you know, the hottest deck. And by that, I mean burn. <laughs> that one even got you, didn't it? All right, let's move into finance and right. stop my corny dad jokes. Please. All right, so uh, this week. corn in here for cornhole. <laughs> for this week. God, can we play cornhole on stream one day? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah. Yeah, we can stream cornhole. Yeah. I'd smash you. I'm really good at yeah. it. Oh, man. You don't even know how good I am. Uh, Murderous Rider. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck this card is. I'm it hasn't read even it. been released yet. Yeah, I'm going to read it to you guys. It's from Throne of Eldrain. Um, it is a zombie <clears throat> knight. Oh, this is the zombie knight. Okay, this is why the other knight shit is popping. Well, um, this card doesn't really have to do with knights. No, but... This it, is just like everyone thinks it might be the best card in standard. Okay. it's This is going to be replace... Uh, what was that three-drop green? It was green, green, colorless. Jade Light Ranger. No. This is going to be like our new... Uh, it's like our hero's downfall of Roska's Contempt. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, just so, your Planeswalker creature answer. All right, so it's a three-drop uh, Zombie Knight 2-3, uh, and its instant adventure ability is destroy target creature or Planeswalker, you lose two life. Um, or lifelink, its creature portion is lifelink when uh, Murderous Rider dies, uh, put it on the battlefield. Put it on the bat. Oh, the bottom. <laughs> Battlefield. Put Holy it on the bottom shit. of its owner's library. Dur, 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 dur. Uh, so this card's twelve bucks. It's gone up one hundred and three percent in about let's see September fourteenth since September fourteenth. So about ten days. Yeah. So uh, this one, I would have to say, pick it up. Like pick it up right away. You think? Well, it doesn't. It, you can't even get it. Yet. I know. But no, wait. Discardable down when packs get opened. Okay. Okay. This is... You, you never... Pre-release prices are always horrible. Yes, you never want to pre-order. But I'm just saying, like, is this one of those cards that could start out at 12 bucks, and then we're going to be talking about it two months from now, and it's 25 bucks. I'd be surprised. Okay. Because the 12 bucks is before any copies are opened. Okay. That's all I'm asking, because you play standard... Um, Cards you, always go down initially. Yeah, they do. I mean, a lot of the standard decks that I see now that are that are highly playable <laughs> are between two and five hundred dollars. You know, like maximum five hundred dollars, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know Shocklands. Yeah. But the Shocklands are really low right now. Um. So the next card, <laughs> go figure. It's a knight, and it says, uh, it's it's called Kinsbale Cavalier. And it's a Morning Tide uh, bulk rare. We got to get you to play some knights when the new set comes out. Yeah, I think I should. I think I should troll some knights up. Um, knight creatures have uh, that you control have double strike. It's a two two for four, uh, so it's a real piece of shit. And will that um, card make it in your deck in modern? Um, <laughs> I mean, if I'm running Thoughtseize, like four of Thoughtseize or a three three split between Thoughtseize and Inquisition, maybe I'll play one of. I just have a really hard time playing four drops. Yeah. It makes my soul hurt to have four drops in my deck unless it's like 
Jace the Mind Sculptor. You know, it's got to be the power level on a four drop's got to just be massive. Um, and this double strike to your whole team isn't. <laughs> my team gets double strike. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, um, but yeah, check this card out. Um, it is at five dollars and thirty nine cents. It's up sixty two percent. Don't buy this card. This card's gonna come back down. I don't know. You think it might Car- stay up? Cards like this typically, because they're it's a pretty unique effect. You know, for all your knight commander decks, like. I mean, who's playing Knight Commander? Everyone when the new set comes out. Think there's a lot? Everyone who is going to want to when the new set comes out. Okay. It's the new tribe that they pushed. Okay. Commander players love tribal decks. You know that. I know that. Uh, I don't know if this card can go up anymore is all I'm saying. Maybe it won't go down. I agree it won't go up, but I don't know that it'll go down. And Morning Tide wasn't a hugely open set, Mm -hmm. right? So I I I can't remember the last time I see Morning Tide bulk. Yeah, we don't don't get a whole lot of Morning Tide bulk, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so another one that we talked How's about. How's the rate on this card? The rate? Yeah. One mana 12, 12. It's, How's the rate? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so the other card, it, we talked about this last week, I believe, didn't we? Or two weeks ago? Uh, uh, yeah, I know I we talked last cause, week. Yeah. Cause when I, it was, when I was going over my legacy results, um, we talked about Phyrexian Dreadnought and we talked about Stifle Knot. And it was a, it's a deck that's been seeing a little bit of play online. It's doing okay online. It's not, it's not, put, it's not even posting uh, results on any of the paper legacy lists. And so I'm not really 100% sure. Uh, Richie thinks it's just because it's seeing a lot of online play. So whoever's keeping an eye on the online play is, is maybe buying these. Um, and so this card is at $59 right now. It spiked. Uh, from $34. So this card is, is taking a pretty significant jump at 20.5%. So I'd I'd probably, I, I mean, I, I would 100% recommend not picking this up right now during the spike because I don't think that this can last. I could see this card maybe tapering off at, in like the $40 range, so maybe moving up like six to seven bucks, right? Um, so the only thing that I think that you're wrong about with this card is the fact that it's reserve list. Okay. I think because it's reserve list, you don't... Whenever a spike in reserve list happens, it's very rare you see, like, a downtick. <clears throat> Only for the reason that... Cheers. That card's never going to... There's never going to get more sure, copies out sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. It can't be reprinted. So if someone buys this card at 60 bucks, they're not going to want to sell it for less than, you know, 60 Okay. I mean, yeah, reserve list spikes. Um, you know, this could be one that needed to happen eventually. Um, and I understand that there's a lot of reserve list cards that aren't even fucking playable. I totally agree. And this is one of the ones that is. So this could have just been a, a lag that happened and it finally hit. And it, you know, maybe it could double. Maybe it goes up to $100. Um I don't think it will, but I, you know, I've been wrong before a few thousand times. So um, it's just buyouts with reserve list cards are really hard to get the price to go back down, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I understand that. So, um, you know, if you're with Richie, you know, if you think that this is a playable reserve list card that, um, you know, uh, then you want to pick it up now. But um, if you're on my side and you're thinking, eh, I think this is kind of a little. A little bit of movement. Maybe it goes up ten bucks. Maybe it goes up fifteen bucks. My recommendation is just play a better Delver deck. Yes. As opposed to buying your dreadnoughts. Yeah, exactly. Take that 
$240 and put into a, a dual land. Yes, correct. Just play a better deck. Um, yeah, so there's a stud. While, while this deck's fun, and, and don't be surprised if you see me play it on stream at some point. Yeah, no, you wanted to, you wanted to play it. Yeah. I, I don't think it... I would not take this deck to an open. Yeah, and we went over it last night, and we ta- or excuse me, last week, and we talked about how cool Vision Charm and Stifle is. and Renegade uh, Doppelganger. Yeah, Renegade Doppelganger. Like, the, the deck's cool as shit. But uh, is the deck great? No. No. No, it's like a Tier 3 deck. So, yeah. um, you know, that's why I'm very confused of why um, it happened, because it just... It's not making sense to me. Um, Buyouts, so, baby. Yeah, so there's another card uh, that's, that popped this week. Uh, it's called. Speaking of buyouts. Yes, it is called um, Drafna's Restoration. Uh, now, I, I guess I should have read this card previous. It says, take, it's a one blue, It's and it's an antiquities card. And it says, take any number of artifacts of your choice from target player's graveyard and place them on top of that player's library in any order. Oh, so you get your Phyrexian Dreadnought back. Yeah. <laughs> and it flips your Delver. Uh, it, it does flip your Delver because it's a sorcery. Yeah, this card's just, I mean, bye, bye, bye. Bye, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Um, yeah, don't, I don't, don't know. Don't buy this Don't card. buy this card. I mean, it, you can use it in, in uh, Commander. It's a pretty neat card in Commander if you've got, like, some type of, like, combo or some shenanigans going on. Um, but you know, these are the reserve list spikes that I think you should not buy into. Yes. For example. Correct. Because these are the ones that will go down because Dreadnought has somewhat reason to be bought. Yep. This card, name the last time someone's played this card. Um, a commander deck. If. Yeah. I've, I've actually had somebody ask me for this card before and be like, Hey, I need this for my, my art, my mono blue artifact commander deck. And I'm just like. Okay, cool. You're comboing with it, and they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "That's neat. I've never seen that card because it's from antiquities." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're uh, we're gonna recommend to uh, stay away from that bad boy. All right. So we always like to go over also the cheap pickups portion, which is very cool. Um, sometimes people, um, the the people that make this uh, website, they'll just put a cheap pickup of a card that's maybe gone down a dollar, you know, in the past couple weeks, something like that, on here because they don't have a whole lot to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But we usually point stuff like that out. Um, Nico Bolas, the Ravager, is the first one that they've got. Now, here. what you're going to see with a lot of these is, a lot of these are because of rotation coming out. Correct. You know that's what the first two we're looking at are at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nico Bolas, the Ravager, um, that's going to be a rotation card. Um, also, Karn Cyan of Urza, that's another rotation card. So both of these cards, uh, they are mythics. They see. Some fringe modern play. They do. Um, Nico Bolas is very fringy. Uh, Karn is... People like him in their Grixis decks for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty powerful four drop, you know, um, comparatively. And then you've got... Um, Karn sees some affinity, some hardened scales play. Yes, it does. You know, it gives you... It was very popular before uh, Karn... Um, what's the new Karn? The Great Creator. Yeah, before Karn the Great Creator came out. Uh, he was seeing a lot of play. He, he, I think, he even got up to what, like twenty bucks. Yeah, he was like twenty. Yeah, Mar- in March, um, March twenty first of twenty nineteen, he was uh, twenty bucks. So, um, and then he just started tapering down, fell down, and then all now it's at you know nine bucks, <laughs> eight dollars and forty eight cents is what they got it at on here. And I think this thing can probably maybe go a couple more dollars lower, and then I think no. it's going to come back up. 
Uh, I think it might. I think it may go a couple dollars lower, and then it's going to bounce back. Your five dollar planeswalkers are your shitter ones. Yeah, I don't think this one's that bad. So you think it's hit, hits hit its bottom? Yeah, I, okay. I think this card will probably settle around like ten to fifteen range. I do too. I think it'll be at fifteen bucks because uh, you, you know I mean you need this card in commander. Mm-hmm. Card's pretty good. Um, so and it's a mythic, so it's it's always going to have a home for you know not having as many copies out there. This one's super interesting to me, Flusterstorm. Yeah, because. It was a card that for the longest time in Legacy, everybody said, like, you have to run Flusterstorm in your sideboard. Yeah, and this is something that uh, ties into what we talked about all day today. Go ahead. Lately, like... Zero copies. Yeah, like nothing. Zero copies. And that that is something I didn't even think about when we were talking today. And so the reasoning... I actually know the reasoning why on this, because I am a blue player in Legacy. And that's Uh, why Cyrus is so happy? Well, I don't really think, like... This card's, like, okay against Storm, but a lot of the time you'd just use it on a cantrip anyways. So uh, now you've just really been seeing Spell Pierce take its spot. Mm-hmm. And the biggest reason is because of when War of the Spark came out. We started seeing a lot more Planeswalkers in Legacy. Yes. Which Flusterstorm can't hit. Okay. So you think that because of... Sorry. Because no. of the the Ren, just, again, more Ren domination of Legacy, uh, you think that Flusterstorm has taken a backseat to Spell Pierce? Well, it even, it even started before Ren and Six, honestly. Okay. Uh, it started with, like, you know, Teferi, Narset, Karn. Yeah. Uh, Ren and Six, obviously, you know, helped that along. But mm-hmm. that's why that's why you haven't really seen this card being played. And it's the same reason why, like, it was the box topper in uh, Modern Horizons. Yeah. And you never see it in Modern because there's too many planeswalkers. Yeah. And that's like it it's a card type that you really need to deal with because it's hard to deal with otherwise. Yep. Yeah, and so I think I mean, to be honest, I think Flusterstorm is it's at its record low. I remember when you had to pay sixty goddamn dollars for one of these. I think things. I paid twenty fives for mine. Yes. I remember I remember um having to pick a couple up for my brother at sixty bucks years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was tough, and it stayed at sixty bucks forever. You know, yeah, I mean, I think that's. I think this peak only shows thirty, but yeah, but I mean, this. That, like I said, it was it, it was right around. Yeah. yeah, um, I don't see this card going under ten bucks though. Um, I don't know. I I think I think if it continues to not see play, I think it I think it's going to go a little bit lower. Um, but you know, maybe if it. Picks up, picks back up a little bit. I think you're right. I think it stays uh, kind of at ten bucks, or maybe it just stays. Maybe price memory just keeps it at ten bucks. You know, yeah. maybe it's just like people won't allow this this card that was once sixty dollars to be lower than ten bucks. You know, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so our next card here is Grove of the Burn Willows, and we've talked about this in the past. Uh, this card just continues to go down slowly and surely, like basically every week. It's going down. It's just trending. Um, and this is a card that just doesn't see a ton of play. Just really, you know, it's, it's fallen out of favor in modern. Mm-hmm. You don't have access to punishing fire in modern. Once they do give us access to punishing fire, they'll in never modern, give us punishing fire. Maybe they won't. But if, uh, if they ever do, if they ever broaden the scope, maybe of, of modern and the format changes a little bit. Um, you know, you could get punishing fire. I'm just saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think fire is too good. I know. I do too. But for devil's advocate's sake, I think this card 
goes down to uh, the six to ten dollar range, right? I think it stays there forever uh, because this card just continues to get reprinted. Um, well, it's only been printed once. Uh, they did it. It it's been printed a couple times. They did uh, the really bad foiling process one. Sure, but that never makes cards go down. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying there's there's more copies of it is what yeah. I'm saying. So, um, and then they did it. Like, this card was $30 until Iconic Masters. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I just don't think that this card will um, ever really go back up unless, again, like I said, the Punishing Fire. I don't even think Punishing Fire is the only thing. I think if the format ever gets, like... More the thing is, is modern isn't really creature heavy like it used to be. Mm-hmm. If we go back to that, Tron will go back to playing this, and we'll go back to playing Red Sweepers, Pyroclasm, and I think this card can go back up to like twenty bucks. Yeah, but right now, like, there's too many ways to destroy lands and make you search for basics, so you have to play only Forest and Tron. Yeah, <clears throat> and you definitely know something about that, Tron guy. I know a few things. All right, so Morophon, the boundless, mighty Morphin Power Ranger. The shitter. The shitter. Um, but it's cool because it gives you a five-color tribe for anything. This was my this was my Twitter post today. I said, come get this. I got a foil, 30 bucks shipped, and look at that. Now he's on the bottom list. So what? I, maybe, I was, maybe I mentally knew, like, I need to get rid of this thing before it goes down. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. Um, so yeah, Morphon the Boundless uh, is at an all-time low six bucks, and the foil is at thirty. So uh, I, this is a very cool commander card, and if you're gonna play commander, uh, you're gonna play this in your commander deck, or maybe even as your uh, your commander itself. I'd say pick this up now because I don't really think it can go lower than five bucks. No. So. Uh, it's a mythic. Yeah, it's a it's a playable mythic. And boy, does it show the range of uh, mythics in Modern Horizons. Mm-hmm. You could pull your one hundred and fifty dollar Renin Six, <laughs> or your five dollar Morphon. Yeah, you could. So that's kind of a bummer. You you could get the wrong uh, the wrong mythic for sure. All right. Yeah, you like it. Yeah. You happy about finance this week? Yeah. It's Good. Finance. Yeah. You know what I am happy about? What's that? Mom's Basement MTG on Twitter. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. So follow us, you guys. If you guys ever get a chance, please check out our Twitter. Maybe you don't have a Twitter, but maybe you should open one up. And you can follow us. And what we do is we... you have we... to have a cell phone. Remember that. You have to have a phone number you for do. Twitter. <laughs> we, uh, we, do, we do a little extra spamming on here, which I'm very proud of. I know uh, Richie says uh, that's not a great thing, but... That's why I have more followers. <laughs> that's not why he has more followers. He just, he did a good giveaway the last time, and I, you know, let me do a giveaway on Twitter. I will, I'll have like 600 followers. I'll double my followers. My dad's tougher than your dad. But uh, yeah, each week what we do is uh, we'll have... Uh, all of our um, decks that we actually post on our YouTube, uh, it will shoot out and say, hey, come check this deck out. Uh, we played Mono Red Prowess. We played Legacy Hogak. Uh, we played Modern Van Eldrazi. And it just lets you know when we're streaming, what's going on, and it, it keeps you up with what we're doing. Um, so we'd appreciate you guys coming to follow us there. Also, uh, do yourself a favor and follow Richard at, uh, Richard, at T- Richard T MTG. MTG. Uh, he has 371 followers, and he needs more followers. He does. Need more people to talk to about, like, 
random stuff that I like, <laughs> like new cards. Yeah, new cards, absolutely. And what's the best uh, team or Delver deck? True. All right, you guys. Well, that's it for this week, and we appreciate you guys uh, listening to us on SoundCloud. If you're um, watching us on YouTube, please go to the description below. You guys can find uh, all of our links there, and you guys can enter yourself into – you can find out how to enter yourself into our, our monthly giveaways, which uh, I'm going to have to do that uh, in the next couple days. I'm just going to have to do a rando giveaway because I, I tell people I do one every month. I'm going to do one this month. You better. I told you to. I know. You were like, rabble, 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 rabble. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. Rabble.